a listener production. Hi, and welcome to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's Editorial Director, Katja Vuktel, filling in today for Emma Joyce. There are a clutch of exciting hotels opening across the country this year and next and the year after, adding to the already stellar lineup of lodgings that have launched here over the past couple of years. Some are new spaces from familiar faces. There are others joining Australia from international groups and making their Australian debut. National editor Michael Harry joins us today to share a number of hotels we can't wait to check into and check out when they open. And we've also got some other exciting hotel news. So, Michael, welcome. Thank you very much. You've done a bit of research on just what is happening in hotel land in Australia, and you found out some pretty interesting statistics for us. Uh, I was in a Google hole before. Just I love a new hotel, um, and apparently there's been twenty thousand new hotel rooms that have opened in Australia since the pandemic. So there's huge flood of, of new hotels and new rooms, yeah, and this appetite to kind of get out there and, and travel. So much so that a group we're familiar with at Broadsheet, the world's fifty best, I guess, organization you would call it, has added a new basically a new category to those awards. Yeah, we know the 50 best for restaurants, which started sort of 20 years ago, um, very high-end kind of ranking. Uh, and then they launched bars about 10 years ago. And then now there's hotels. So it's a, it's a pretty bougie list. Um, but there was only one Australian hotel that cracked the list at number 12, which was the Khalil in mm. Brisbane. Carlisle? Khalil? Cal- Cal- well, I've heard that the, it's the Cal Isle. It's, it's, it's yeah. a frustrating name. To, <laughs> I remember asking the front desk and they were like, it's the Cal Isle. And I was like, that's a combination of two things that, anyway. yeah, yeah. It's a, but it's a great hotel. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but a good one, like a, a solid contemporary name. Yeah. It's um, ahead of some serious resorts, you know, yeah. in, in Asia and America. I think it's a fantastic hotel, but it was also a surprise to see number 12. That's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. The 50 best is funny. Like it, it has like a cabinet of judges and they have to vote on where they've been in the last 12 months. So still, I think because of the pandemic, there's a bit of shuffling and there was a lot of European hotels and Asian hotels, not so many American, Australian hotels, mm. but it'll change. The Amman, I feel, was named all over that list. Like at least four times. Yeah, lots you're... of Amman, lots of Rosewood, lots of Four Seasons, these kind of really stratospherically expensive boutique hotels, but yeah. um, less of the kind of Marriott's, Hilton's, that kind of thing. It's it's more, I guess, like the restaurant list. You know, it's about kind of um, very indie, like bespoke experiences. Let's talk about some of the hotels that we know are opening in the country in the next couple of years. And it's quite a varied list. There is everything from big massive hotel brand names to places you've probably never heard of by independent operators. Mm. Where do you want to start? Well, look, I mean, Melbourne, we've seen quite a few big brands open just in the last year, like the Ritz-Carlton, Le Meridian, Hotel Indigo, Hyatt-centric. I don't know if you've seen that. Quite nice. Um, they've all opened in the last year, but um, I think what we really need in, in town is something a bit more boutique and a mm. bit more like we were just talking about, a bit of a cool offering. Sydney obviously had the Ace Hotel open last year, which has become a whole scene. I've always said this and the Melbournians won't like me saying this, but I, I really do feel like the Sydney hotel landscape is so much more diverse and exciting than Melbourne's. And they've, chic, they've, definitely. <laughs> they've, got, they've got the big names, but then, yeah, as you mentioned, the Ace, Paramount is awesome. Oxford House Hotel, which you and I have both stayed at, is a great little independent spot in a wonderful location. I often find when people are coming to Melbourne, I kind of struggle a little bit to mm. give them one of those names. I can tell them a brand name they've stayed at somewhere else. 
we've got, you know, United Places in South Yarra, which is beautiful and does something different. But I'm really excited to see some smaller names pop up in the city in the yes. next couple of years. Well, look, the, the big one that we're looking towards is The Standard, which is based on an overseas brand started by this guy, Andre Belaz, who overhauled the Chateau Marmont and owns the Chilton Firehouse in London. Very big name. Doesn't own The Standard anymore, but it continues without him. It's opening this sort of brutalist box uh, in the back streets of Fitzroy, and we're expecting early 2024. It still looks like a bit of a building site, but you know how these things kind of come together very quickly. And the Standard is one of those places in, you know, wherever they opened, whether it was New York or in LA, they became scenes of their own kind for people who lived in the city. They, They were very good at doing that. Yeah, places to hang out. I mean, the one in in LA was famous in Sex and the City. I don't know if you remember, they all went to stay there. Are there any others happening in Melbourne? Uh, There's another big one, the Shangri-La, which you might have seen going up this uh, twin towers designed by Fender Catsalides, which is still kind of coming together, but towering on the skyline. And that would be a beautiful Shangri-La resort. Couldn't find out much information about this yet, but 2024, it'll be coming next year. That's exciting to have a Shangri-La in town. Yeah, like, you know, a bit of that urban resort vibe that the Carlisle has as well, you know. Um, I'm imagining like poolside, cocktails, that kind of thing. There's a lot happening in Sydney. And, in fact, we've got the W opening in Darling Harbour. Basically, I mean, I think by the time this comes out or near by the time this episode comes out, that the hotel will be on the precipice of opening its doors. It's on the precipice. It's this giant kind of mohawk wave of a building in Darling Harbour. It opens October 12th. It's huge. It's like 585 rooms, the full enchilada, rooftop bar, pool, restaurants, the whole bit. But yeah, yeah, W does things really nicely. So it'll be exciting to check that out. I feel like that'll be also a real hub for international visitors. Yeah. For sure. And opposite the Sofitel, which is down there as well. Um, There's some more boutique offerings as well. There's the 25 Hours Hotel in Paddington, which is in the old Grand Pacific Blue Room. I don't know if you know that. It's like a a kind of Where Don Pepino Pepino was, which was this awesome Italian pop-up in Sydney a few years ago. Um, And also Josh Nyland is opening a little hotel at the Grand National in the back streets of Paddington. Uh, And that'll be his restaurant St. Peter and a handful of rooms. But I don't know how he's going to find the time because he's opening in Singapore in like weeks. I don't know, but I'm going there. Anywhere Josh is there cooking seafood, I will go. Then we head up into the rest of New South Wales. So what else can we expect? There's two really interesting ones. Um, one in Byron Bay, which is from the Rays at Watergo's team, which is called the Bonobo. Um, and that's being built right on the main drag. And it's actually the same architects as the Khalil, Richards and Spence. You know, you can stay there or you can buy an apartment there if you wish. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot more of a bigger offering than Rays. So for those who don't know Rays, Rays is it's one of our most iconic small hotels in Australia. It's this beautiful whitewash building at Watergo's Beach in Byron Bay. It's got real character. It's one of those places where it's virtually impossible to get in. I mean, you have to book so far in advance. Mm. So the Bonobo will be a, I think it'll have their DNA, but it looks much more, there's something quite nostalgic, I think, and historic about Ray's and what it goes. This feels much more of the, you know, of the current century. Contemporary and slick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and lots of greenery. and mm. There's another one that which is very retro, which is opening at Crescent Head, which is five hours north of Sydney, kind of old school surfy town, maybe not on the radar yet, near Port Macquarie. Um, and it's going to be turned into a 70s-inspired surf club by George Goro, who you might know started Subi, 
and has this great hotel in Bali called The Slow. Um, so I expect the slow vibes to come to Crescent Head and that could completely transform that town. But that's set to open next summer. They've also, they've also got some really interesting food and drink people on board for that, don't they? Yes. And they've got P&V, Piss and Vinegar, the liquor store in Sydney doing all the booze. Yeah. Great start. And a mixologist from Swill House. They've got the top class of Sydney drinks talent. I did read, though, they've got an in-house radio station that's yes. going to play for like 24 hours. So I mean, it's going to be so cool. Yeah. It's like transporting a little bit of that Sydney scene to Crescent Head. Do they know what they're in for? I don't know. Probably not. And actually, when we first did this story on on that hotel just by itself, I think it was one of our biggest, like most highly trafficked stories of the year on broadsheet. So they obviously know what they're doing and people really love that group. So mm. we're not, we're going to struggle to get in, Michael. We'll have to yeah. make sure we've got our eye on the reservation opening date. <laughs> Finger on the clicker. Yeah. Um, anywhere uh, else? Well, I've got a, like a, a bunch just to run through quickly that I saw that um, you might not know about. Um, so in Brisbane, because they're getting the Olympics, there's a bunch coming there. The Dorset and the Six Star Rosewood is opening in 2025. Wow. And the whole Queen's Wharf, Brisbane, you know how we've, we've spoken about Supernormal is mm. moving up to Brisbane to take over that as an anchor tenant. So that's going to be a big hotel spot. St. Regis, which is a big hotel brand resorts coming to Palm Beach. Do we have any St. We don't have a St. Regis have, in Australia currently, do we? It's the first St. Regis in Australia opening yet on the Gold Coast. That's interesting. Mm, chic. There's a Marriott coming uh, for Adelaide and we're getting a Six Senses in Victoria at Burnham Beaches. Burnham yeah. Beaches, which Shannon Bennett ran for ages. There was a big Roan exhibition there. So that'll be a, a bougie kind of heritage resort. And one to finish on the Waldorf Astoria, that amazing New York brand is opening in Sydney um, in the next couple of years too. But they're big builds. Yeah. So, you know, we'll probably bring you more news as it comes to hand. But still interesting to... We have had certain brands here for decades in Australia, but to have St. Regis and Sixth Sense, I mean, a lot of the names you've mentioned are major players in the international hotel scene and they've never touched foot in Australia. So it's an, it's interesting that they think this market now is ripe to invest in. Mm, and we've been missing them. So, yeah. yeah. The one that we didn't talk about, which is we'll come back to Melbourne, which I think is really interesting. It's not opening until September 2025. So it's a while away, is Hannah Street Hotel in South Bank. Let's wrap up there because that's got some interesting names attached. Yes. Well, it does have that ace hotel DNA in David Flack, who is a powerhouse designer who is responsible for the ace. Also, Troy Savan's house, very well known for that. So yeah, he's behind the design for this $150 million hotel just near the casino, which yep. we need a bit of a bit of jazz happening down there, a bit of like, uh, you know, fine design. So uh, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. There is a lot coming up. There's going to be a lot of cranes around the cities over the next few years. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thanks, Michael. We are all going to have to get our diaries out and make sure that we've got the dates set for when these places open. Frequent fly points. Ahoy. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and leave us a review. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now. Listener.